Welcome to the Insurance Law Podcast, brought to you by Best Directory of Recommended Insurance Attorneys. Welcome to the Insurance Law Podcast, the broadcast about timely and important legal issues affecting the insurance industry. I'm John Zuba, editor of Best Directory of Recommended Insurance Attorneys. Joining me is Brendan Noonan from our communications team. We're pleased to have with us today attorney Larry Gullib from the law firm of Barger & Woolen LLP in Los Angeles, California. Larry is a litigation partner in the firm with more than 28 years of litigation experience. He has extensive insurance expertise for both property casualty and life health insurers in areas including coverage litigation, class action litigation, regulatory work, and appellate practice. Larry, we're very pleased to have you with us today. Thank you. Good to be here. Today we'll be discussing a unanimous and long-awaited California Supreme Court decision involving the stacking of policy limits and whether or not an insured could collect on damages over a period of many years. And Brendan Newton leads off today with our first question. Uh, Larry, can you please start out by telling us about the significance of this Supreme Court decision? Well, the decision is called State of California versus Continental Insurance Company. It was issued um, on August 9th. And the significance of the case is that this involved what's typically known as long-tail kind of coverage or continuous injury coverage. And that's a situation where some kind of damage, be it bodily injury damage or property damage, occurs over a certain period of time, usually some sort of indivisible injury. For example, uh, environmental situation where hazardous waste is leaking over a period of time, construction defect cases where property damage is happening to a home or a condominium or a building over time, asbestos situations, pharmaceutical situations. So a, a situation where damage is happening over an extended period of time, implicating multiple insurance policies. And the issue before the court was which of those insurance policies would be implicated to provide indemnity to an insured, and also to the extent um, implicated, how much could be implicated, whether multiple policies could all apply. And that's the background of the case. The significance uh, is that the Supreme Court of California decided that any insurance policy that was issued to the insured during the time that any property damage happened would be triggered and would be triggered to the full extent of its policy limits and that the insured was able to stack those policy limits to the extent there are multiple policies, excess policies on top of other policies. They could stack those limits to create as much insurance coverage as possible for the loss. Now, Larry, was this ruling a surprise, and what will overall the impact be on the insurance industry? Well, based upon some of the questioning at the oral argument that occurred a couple months ago, and the fact that this was not a new issue across the country, other jurisdictions had already decided the issues in this case, I'm not sure I would call it a surprise. The insurance industry has been fighting the issues in this case, and insureds have been fighting the issues in the case for many years. In fact, like I said, there's actually two aspects to the decision. One is the fact that the policy uses very specific language called, well, in the insuring agreement that says the insurance company will pay on behalf of the insured all sums that the insured becomes liable to because of property damage. And that all sums language has been interpreted by many other Supreme Courts in other jurisdictions. And in fact, the court referenced 
the decisions that had gone both ways. And the courts that had given it the broader interpretation, the Supreme Court obviously favored by saying that was the growing trend. So I'm not sure that issue was a surprise. The second issue, whether the insured can, can stack its policies, may have been more in dispute because in California, um, as well as other, other cases, in California there had been competing court of appeal decisions on the issue of stacking. But ultimately the court was really only going to go one way or the other. As for the impact on the insurance industry, it will have an impact primarily in, this, in those cases where you have a similar situation, you have the same sort of policy language and a continuous loss case, for example, in a construction defect matter or an asbestos case. So it will be significant, but a lot has changed since in the insurance world since these decisions started coming out, and policies have been revised, endorsements have been added by insurers over time to address some of the issues in the case. If the total amount of the loss in a claim is less than the sum of the stacked limits, how will the loss be allocated among the different insurers in the policy periods? The issue of allocation between insurers wasn't specifically addressed in the decision because this was the state of California, which had been subject to a determination that its activities in connection with a hazardous waste site, it was negligent and there was hundreds of millions of dollars at issue. So the policies that were applicable in this case would be completely exhausted based upon the amount of losses. However, in other situations where the loss is less than the total policy limits, while the Supreme Court didn't specifically address that issue, that would probably come up in disputes between insurance companies, which happens quite regularly. And in those disputes, I think there are various allocation formulas and allocation arguments that could be devised. Policies tend to have um, what's called other insurance provisions, which seek to allocate on one basis or another the loss when several policies are implicated. So whether it's an equal shares basis or some other kind of allocation basis, that's what would probably happen in those situations. And Larry, do you see this decision ultimately impacting other cases already existing in California? Yes, I think to the extent, like I said earlier, that there are other cases that have the same policy language, this all sums language in the insuring provision, and nothing about the stacking of policy limits. In those situations, this now is the rule in California. But many coverage disputes that now exist involve newer forms of liability policies, and in those instances, this decision would most likely have very limited impact. The standard um, liability form has changed so that the word all sums is not found in the insuring agreement, and there are provisions that seek to deem damage to happen in a specific policy period, and there are anti-stacking endorsements provisions found in many policies. So for existing cases that don't employ the language at issue in the continental case, the impact would probably be minimal. Uh, will other states be closely watching this decision? Well, anything that happens in California does resonate across the country, and this case has generated in the six or seven days since it's been issued quite a bit of interest. But as indicated in at least on the first issue, and there's it's footnotes four and five in the decision, 
many other states have already rendered their opinions on this language. And so for those states, all this does is serve to either confirm or represent a difference of opinion. So in those states that have already weighed in on the issue, and primarily those are Supreme Court decisions in those states, this decision probably won't have that much of an impact. For those states that are still on the fence and haven't chosen which way to proceed, this decision would probably have some persuasive impact. Larry, any other final comments on this decision today? I guess the only final comment I would, I would make is that as important as this case may be to certain cases that have similar policy language, this only deals with the insuring clause of the policy and whether the policy gets triggered. It doesn't deal with other coverage issues that might come up, most notably exclusions in the policy. In a construction defect case, for example, there may be various exclusions such as the work performed or the product exclusion that would preclude coverage for for loss. Similarly, in many environmental cases, the pollution exclusion, one form or the other of that exclusion, might preclude coverage. So it should be kept in mind that this only opens the door to obtaining coverage, but does not necessarily answer all the questions in the coverage fight. Okay, Larry, thanks so much for joining us today. My pleasure. Thank you. That was Larry Golub from the law firm of Barger and Wollen, LLP, in Los Angeles, California. Special thanks to Brenda Noonan from our communications team and to our producer, Brian Cohen. And thank you all for joining us for the Insurance Law Podcast. To subscribe to this audio program, visit podcast.insuranceattorneysearch.com or go to online directories such as iTunes or Google or Yahoo's podcast directory. If you have any suggestions for a future topic regarding an insurance law case or issue, please email us at lawpodcast.ambest.com. I'm John Zuba, joined by Brendan Noonan, and now this message. Best's directory of recommended insurance attorneys is used by decision makers at insurance companies responsible for selecting legal counsel and representation. The printed directory is distributed annually to insurance companies, non-insurance companies, third-party administrators, and corporate counsel around the world, and the online edition is accessible throughout the year. Your listing in Best's directory of recommended insurance attorneys is the most effective way to ensure that thousands of potential clients have access to your outstanding credentials. Here's why you should be listed in the number one insurance attorney reference. Your firm's credentials will be listed in our comprehensive reference guide, which is made available to thousands of insurance professionals globally, both in print and online. AMBEST listees are recognized as the most qualified in their field to represent the unique needs of insurance companies. Key decision makers rely on the directory to take the guesswork out of their selection process. They know that only the best are listed, those firms with a proven track record of excellence who are recommended by their insurance industry clients. And remember, one low rate guarantees year long visibility for your firm. We invite you to use our web application process to apply for a listing today. With our reasonable rates and broad exposure, there's no more effective way to get the attention of the insurance industry. For more information about Best's Directory of Recommended Insurance Attorneys, visit www.insuranceattorneysearch.com. 